0: I believe we won an award one year. We did. And one year we broke. Uh, We were the first media entity on the planet to break Melvin Gordon. Getting drafted by the uh, LA Chargers, then the San Diego Chargers. So twice the Joe and show or the zone has been, you know, world recognized for draft coverage, right? That's how we do, baby. We had a a draft show this past year, a coaches club and cross planes with Amon Green. The line, I I think the line's still going. For people trying to get to that bar to get a, a, a an autograph with the line, listen to who we thought the Packers were going to take. Yep. What a pick, by the way, Rashawn Gary at number twelve. Anyway, what I'm bringing <laughs> it up is, I want you guys to start thinking. We're going to have the Halloween candy draft coming up after oh, seven o'clock.
1: Okay, the so, Halloween candy
0: draft. I, it's going to be a random draw, so you might get the number one overall pick, Ebo. You might get the number okay. three. Okay. So start putting together your draft board. We're gonna have the first it. ever Joe and Ebo uh, Halloween candy draft coming up after seven o'clock. You got it.
1: I'll start ranking. Uh,
0: all right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Again, uh, in honor of Halloween, uh, we put this poll in the field. Uh, the Packers are only a three-point favorite against the Chargers on Sunday. Is that a trick or a treat? Because it just it feels too obvious that they they're of course you, like. You're a you go to your local watering hole and you fill out a parlay card, or you are in a suicide pool, or you're in the you know you pick ten games every week and the winner gets a hundred bucks in your office pool at the end of the year. This is one of those games where if you got to pick ten or you want to pick three on your favorite bars parlay card, this is the first game everybody's Big picking time. this Sorry, week. I'm going
1: to immediately, that's the
0: one I'm taking. It's two up, but uh, I feel like the Packers should be favored by like four and a half. Like, even more, six. How were they favored? Let me ask you this: six. How were they favored by more in Kansas City than they are in LA?
1: Matt Moore, it, but really, I think it was the Matt Moore factor. Because you know Philip Rivers. By the way, what is Philip Rivers? I feel like he's—is he
0: even elite? What is? I don't think he's elite. Is I he think a he's, tier two? Think is he he's tier, tier three? He Maybe three? even tier. He's—he's uh, he's in that. 12 to 15 yeah. best quarterback. And sometimes right Philip Rivers can really start
1: balling out on you. Like, Philip Rivers has been around a long time. There's a reason for that. It's because he's successful at what he does. Usually it's their defense that gives up big things. And, uh, the, like, Phillip Rivers will lead this game almost a game winning drive, you know, and then the defense will get on for the Chargers and they'll blow it. Like the the Bears game. Bears should have won that game. Matt Nagy's an idiot. Mr. Biskey kind of stinks. So I feel like the Packers have every advantage going for them besides maybe their rush defense. What? Name one thing besides the Packers' rush defense that is a negative. Going against the Chargers. Going, in,
0: Yeah, I mean, you said it. Even if Keenan Allen plays, I still like Jair Alexander better, and he might not even play, and if he does, he's going to be banged up. So, And, you know, the Chargers talk about the Packers' wide receivers. The Chargers don't have much after Allen. Well,
2: um,
1: Keenan
0: Allen wasn't even really – I don't think he was supposed to play against the Bears, right.
1: but they ended up being like a game-time decision. He didn't really do much, though, but Keenan Allen's banged up. What – what other weapons are they I mean Melvin Gordon and Eckler sure but other than that like what's their wide receiving core? Hunter Henry I guess exactly. is, is okay.
0: Well here's the thing 608-321-1670 by the way Packer fans do you think this is bizarre that the Packers are only a 3-point favorite uh, or is it just never stare a gift horse in the mouth? I will say this I'm looking at our friends over at pregame.com they they chart all the bets in Vegas and you know they percentage where the money's coming in out of every NFL game this weekend Guess what game has the most money coming in on one one bet? I would guess the Packers. You are correct, my friend. 73% of the money right now in Vegas is on the Packers minus three against the LA Chargers. Uh, that is the most wagered bet right now in Vegas. Second, by the way, this is kind of also bizarre because this week, the other game we talked about yesterday, the second most money being wagered right now in Vegas. The Philadelphia Eagles minus five at home against the Bears. Because that was when we did the gambling gut check yesterday. That was the other game I said. I said, the two most bizarre bets this week are Packers minus three and Eagles minus five. Yeah. Because I feel like the Packers are going to slaughter the Chargers. And I feel like the Eagles only at home against the Stink Bisky and the Bears. Do you- so but that, that game also seems weird. Why is Philadelphia only a five-point favorite at home against the
1: Bears? So I was looking up a gambling site, and one guy says Green Bay is playing way over their head. This line shouldn't be three and a three. It should be closer to a pick em. The public's going to pounce on them when they should have lost their last two games. And another person says in the same, in the next line, the line should be minus 10 going to Packers.
0: Yeah, it's... Okay, Nelson, what's a more bizarre line? Green Bay minus three or Philadelphia minus five? Those are the two bets getting the most action in Vegas this week.
2: Ooh. Probably the crazier line, probably the Packers being minus three because I would have thought it would be more. But uh, how did we get here? At the beginning of the season, what, what were we thinking? Packers are... Eight and eight, nine and seven. Yeah, I
0: mean, if you would have did the early season lines,
2: Chargers were supposed to be
0: twelve and right. four. Right. Yeah, I thought Chargers were right. be good this year. So if you had did this line a month ago, LA is a four to six point favorite, probably. Yeah.
2: But what has occurred since the Packers, in my opinion, have gotten extremely lucky and fortunate in a lot of games, but they've won. But you could look at them and their schedule and go, "Wow, this team could be three and five if some of those things didn't go their way." You look at the Chargers, what has happened to the Chargers? Melvin Gordon held out. They had a ton of injuries on the defense and offensive line. They're starting to get healthier. It's two teams that went in completely opposite directions.
0: Uh, 608-321-1670, what say you? Why is uh, Green Bay only a three-point favorite, and is this a Halloween trick? Is Vegas trying to trap us, or is this a Halloween treat? Some bets are rentable. Uh, you know, Vegas doesn't go perfect. The best handicappers on the planet go about 65 to 70%. And this is just one of those 30 percenters that we're getting a gift as Packer fans. Swamp rat. Welcome to the Joe and Evo show.
3: Hey, Joe and Evo. I will
0: say that there are bookies for a reason. Um, but no, man, uh, honestly, I have two points I want to go off of. So the first point is Wisconsin, man. Um, Horrible loss, I will say that. And with the way the board is looking, it doesn't look like a good chance for a playoff, so I'd like to get your opinion on that. Oh, for the
1: Badgers, yeah. yeah. Come on, Swamp, Brad. You're, you're, aren't you uh, still feeling sad about the Strohs? Yes, yeah. You got to bring up Wisconsin I, I, like that? Uh, Come on,
3: bro.
0: Man, it, <laughs> they, just, they just let it go. They mm. just let it go.
1: And what was your second question?
0: And also, um, Green Bay versus the Saints. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion on what you think that that the uh, spread will be and uh, how you think that game will go since uh, Breeze is back. Yeah, thank thank you, Swamp Well, I'll I'll start with the first one because that's easy. Playoff zero point zero done. I don't think Swamp Brett We said this last week. Even if they had gone into Columbus and win, I still don't think they were getting in because no committee would put a team in the college football playoff that lost to Illinois. I mean, Ohio State. We talked about it, Evo. Ohio State. The last two years has won the Big Ten. They've been left out of the playoff because they had bad-looking losses, right? Yeah. Iowa and then Purdue last year. Right now, Swamp Rat. I mean, look, four winnable games? Certainly, I don't know that I would be confident, but I th- you- you- Wisconsin still has a puncher's chance to get to the Big Ten championship game. If by some miracle they won that game, you may, and it would depend on what the record of Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State is, they may still get into a Rose Bowl. That would be the, be the- dream scenario yeah. right now. I think that's a long shot, but... So your question on Wisconsin, the dream scenario right now would be the Rose Bowl. And, yeah, if it's Packers, Saints, are they the best, too? Here's the other thing, Swamp Rat. There's this team called San Francisco that's currently undefeated. undefeated. and, And San Francisco plays Green Bay and New Orleans. So you can't rule out the 49ers yet. Do I agree with you? I think it will be at the end of the day. I think if I had to pick the NFC Championship game today, Yes, I would go Green Bay, New Orleans. Hell yeah. But until the – well, but hang on, though. Until the pa- until the San Francisco 49ers play the Packers and the Saints, you have to at least consider that the 49ers are in the mix as well. Yeah. I think the Saints will be – I think both teams will beat San- – I think the Packers and Saints will both, be, both what beat is he saying? San Francisco. If
1: it's Packers-Saints, what do
2: you think the line would be?
0: Well, it depends,
1: depends where
2: on where it's, it is. I mean, just do it off a neutral field.
0: Yeah, I think the Saints would still be oh. – barely a favorite right now. I think uh, I would
2: go with two, two and a two, half. Yeah, I, would say, I would say
0: two, two points, Saints, Swamp Rat on a neutral field. Um, but we'll see. I mean, look, they the, the Packers play the 49ers in two weeks, uh, and the Saints play them in a month. If San Francisco wins one or both of those games, uh, you could certainly then argue that home-field advantage will go, you know, the Super Bowl and the NFC will go through San Francisco. I think Green Bay will beat San Francisco, and I think New Orleans will beat San Francisco, and then I think it'll be can the saints lose another game or two so that the packers have cuz Drew Brees coming to Lambeau in January is a <laughs> hell of a lot different than Aaron Rodgers yeah. going into the Superdome in January Yep uh, all right 608 321 1670 why is green bay only a 3 point favorite it doesn't make any sense Is it again yes is this is this your first did you get the Charlie Brown rocks in your bag here Did Vegas put rocks in your trick-or-treat bag, or did they put, you know, two Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? trick-or-treat. Why is Green Bay only a three-point favorite? It got me thinking after the show, is Vegas trying to trap us, or in this case, trick us, or has Vegas given us a gift, or in this case, a treat? So is Packers being only a three-point favorite on Sunday against the Chargers a trick or a treat? Right now, 71% of you saying it is a treat. Yeah, seems like that's the obvious vote, but like Nelson and I were talking about, that seems too obvious. I feel like Vegas is setting us up here.
1: I, I voted treat, man. I, I, don't, I don't see a scenario. Well, I mean, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. But I don't see any factor besides maybe the Packers rush defense going in the favor of the Chargers. Everything else leans Packers. I think the line should be even more. I'd take it in a heartbeat.
0: I mean, I, I, I apparently, I, and you're right. No, I said it was the. Was it the century? Yeah, the century. So we're still because I'm considering 49ers tonight. My lock of the week, um, but now apparently I have a lock of the century. So if I have a lock of the century, how is it not a treat?
1: It's a total treat. It's a generational tweet right there. <laughs> it's a tweet of a lifetime. It's A yeah. tweet of a, a lifetime. Tre- a treat of a lifetime. A
0: treat of a lifetime. Nice. Yeah. All right. Speaking of treats, um, we love candy around these parts. Who doesn't? It's Halloween. We are going to have our first ever. I got the draft board ready to go here. Uh, the first ever Joe and Ebo Halloween candy draft. We've had. We. I mean, we've won multiple awards for our NFL draft coverage. We're going to see if that translates to candy. Yep. We're going to have the. Uh, hopefully, you guys have been putting together your draft boards. I, I have it. Um, so uh, we're going to have a random draw here coming up in just a moment. I'll even let you pick Ebo the draft order here. Uh, of who goes first, and we will have our first ever Halloween candy draft here today on the Joe Nebo Show. And good news for the fourth straight week the ratings continue to grow by the week. The hit new game show is back. Do you want to go see UW Lacrosse? We've got tickets for the big game tomorrow night the home opener for Badger basketball exhibition against UW Lacrosse. And today it is a Nelson themed game show because Whoa. Nelson is a graduate of UW lacrosse. So the questions today channel your inner Nelson. The questions today are Nelson inspired trivia questions. Like
1: one could be like who did Nelson bribe to get into that
0: college? <laughs> did Nelson much? ever pass a class? <laughs> did he spend all of his time at the mess hall? Like where did he steal that tip from? Like these could all be <laughs> questions. Nelson, how much did Nelson bri- How co- much did you bribe the
1: dean?
2: Zero. <laughs> they actually paid me to go there.
1: <laughs> Whoa! What were you playing in sports?
2: Five-time intramural champion.
1: Oh, damn, Noe.
2: All right, six oh eight. Ain't easy. Six
1: oh eight. Go ahead. Five-time inter. Were you a super senior? Oh.
2: No. I I went there for what four and a half years, but you. Oh, okay, so
0: you got another one in your belt.
2: But I mean, you can play. There's two different semesters each year.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so we'll get to that. We also have our Packer Insider Rob Reichel at Forbes.com. Get Robbie's game day prediction. See if he thinks this is a uh, Halloween trick or treat. So he's coming up in one hour. Uh, We have a a big announcement, new addition to the uh, Zone and Wisconsin Sports on Radio Network staff. We're going to reveal the big reveal coming up at eight o'clock, and of course, it's Thursday. And that means fantasy football takes over the airwaves. The fantasy zone. Get your fantasy football questions ready. And already tonight, apparently, some crazy happenings, if you missed it, some some breaking news with the, uh, the game all right, question tonight. Question for you real yeah, quick before we get to
1: Kenny thing. Here's, I see on TV right now the big fight between Carl Anthony Towns yeah. and Joel Embiid. Is there a D-bag out of this at all? Or is it just? Mm. I kind of like the fights in the NBA. I love
0: it, but it's a terrible. F- I mean, we, a t- awful if, if it's, fight. If it's a D bag, it's both of them because again, I coach middle school wrestling. I mean, look at this fight; it's
1: a bunch it's of a, bear hugs. It's, it's a slap fest.
0: It's when like kids play pet when they don't really want to fight. Well, there's the, eye gouge, there's the from eye gouge.
1: Joel Embiid. It's not really much of a gouge, though.
0: I don't know, Nelson. You're 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 quite. How bad. about it's?
1: How about they're both up for D bag as a as a joint pair for
0: just yeah. setting back right. fighting years.
2: I don't know. It just looks like two big sissies.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Another pass. I'm not dude, saying it Think is-
2: about this. Ben Simmons was on top of Carl Anthony Towns with the weakest chokehold that anyone anyone's friend has ever put him in, and he's tapping.
1: He's tapping. He literally tapped the floor. <laughs> I saw that. Look at. That. I mean, the, 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 that's such a pathetic fight. It's no malice at the palace, dude. No. Guys oh, that's back when you- Our test was <laughs> five rows up <laughs> in the seats, man. That was incredible. <laughs> Throwing
2: haymakers. That was when men were men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Carl Anthony Towns' parents were even chirping from the stands at Joel Embiid.
2: How much of a sissy do you have to be that you get thrown on the ground, tapped out, and your parents are still yelling Oof. from, like, the yeah, 25th that, row? That's
0: How tough. How dare you? Tap it out in a basketball fight's a tough scene. That's a tough scene. He never
2: would have made it in the 80s. Where's Ron Artest when you need him?
0: What would, like, Charles Oakley or Vinnie Johnson or Dennis Rodman, like, some of the notorious enforcers of the, the good old days have done to those dudes. Well, look at the the still like picture An- they have. What would Anthony Mason, former Milwaukee Buck, have done to Carl Anthony Towns. The still last picture
1: night. they have makes it look like it was like punches were thrown. It was just it's a it's bunch a of bear fight. hugs and little slaps. It's a. Terrible they should both fight. be up for for not fighting
2: before the before ESPN bought UFC privilege to uh, cover their events. They wouldn't even show live UFC fights. Now. They have still photos of these NBA fights. Look how far they've come.
0: <laughs> Look at this fight. Uh, all right, Ebo, pick. Uh, if you want to here, we're going to we're gonna get the first round. Go ahead. I'll let you. There are three random pieces of paper here. I'll, all right, um, I'll pick one. It's got each of our names on it. Okay, that's first. That's the number one overall oh, pick.
1: Ebo. That's me, I got the number one oh, overall wow. pick. Wow.
0: Did you think he saw that? Did he peak, Nelson?
1: No, I didn't peak. All
0: right, who's got number two? Cool. All right, we'll go
1: this one. Nelson.
0: Nelson, number two for the draft, and that means I'm picking last. Uh, All right, let me know when you're when you're ready. I'm already ready. This is the first ever uh, Joe and Ebo. Oh yeah, I've got it ready. Let me. Is the pick in? Yeah, the pick is in. All right, this is the inaugural Joe and Ebo Halloween Candy Draft. Ebo has the number one overall pick
1: with the first selection in the Joe and Ebo Candy Draft. Ebo selects. Reese's
0: peanut butter cups. I knew that had to be the for the
1: number one pick. Come on down and enjoy the pleasures of chocolate and peanut butter together in a tasty cup.
0: Well, I tell you what, Todd Reese's peanut butter cups a solid pick. I mean, it goes across generations. Your your fifties, your sixty year olds like the peanut butter cups, but your kids, it's a great pick. It's a versatile pick. You can go the peanut butter, you can go the chocolate. I think Ebo hit a slam dunk here, guys. I really like it. Was number one on my big board. Reese's peanut butter cups a solid pick, Ebo.
1: You know, Mel, I think it's gonna join real nice. Pair nice on <laughs> the field with a nice war- tall glass of milk that Ebo has sitting there. Oh yeah, it'll be good peanut butter. Let's let us let it hear for peanut butter. Let's hear for chocolate.
2: Let's hear for milk.
0: Uh, all right, Nelson, are you uh, are are you ready?
2: I'm on the clock.
0: Yeah. Are you, is the pick in?
2: Pick is in.
0: Oh, we have breaking. Here we go. All right, Nelson, with the second pick in the Joe and Ebo Halloween Candy Draft, you select.
2: We're gonna break off a piece of the Kit Kat bar.
0: Whoa! Whoa. At number two, Mel. This is huge. I gotta say, Todd, I'm a bit surprised. A bit I of did. Rage. I did have Kit Kats as a fringe late first round, maybe early second round pick. I think it could be a reach. You still got top names like M&Ms and Snickers and Skittles on the big board. Not a terrible pick. I'm just not sure if I would have put Kit Kat as the second overall pick.
1: Now, Mel, I want to put, I think, Twix at number two. Twix falling off the board right now. The only candy with the cookie crunch. (sighs) This is big shoes to live up to. Kit Kat at number two?
2: Nelson, Um, you you want to defend? You
0: uh, want to defend your pick, Nelson?
2: I'm stocking up to make a trade later.
0: <laughs> All right, Joe, are you All right, on? I will close out the uh, – my, my pick is in. I will close out the first round here. You know, look, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Evo, absolutely, you nailed it. I mean, you know, that that's like having, you know, the number one pick where you have, you know, the, the Andrew Luck or John Elway where they say it's the best quarterback prospect, you know, in a generation. I can't argue with that number one pick at all. Nelson, I, I like Kit Kats. I think it was a bit of a stretch. Bit of a stretch. Um, it can't be all chocolate, though. I mean, we do love chocolate, but you got to have the candy sugar aspect in this as well. Therefore, I am going with the third overall pick, Skittles. In Whoa. the Joe and Ebo candy draft.
1: God, I gotta imagine here that Snickers is not happy right now, falling down the draft board quick, just like Aaron Rodgers on draft night. <laughs> Hungry, why wait? while well, they're waiting, Mel?
0: Well, I gotta say, I, I don't, I don't hate the pick. Again, you see these draft night falls. I, I had Snickers as in my top three on my big board. I am surprised that the Snicker bar is still on my big board, Oof. but a solid pick here by Joe. I think Skittles, a versatile pick. Some people like orange, some people like Jerry. some people like the green. All the colors Bottom of the line rainbow is it's all the colors of the rainbow. You said it, evil. I think a solid. I think that's a franchise cornerstone type pick for Joe. Skittles could be in this league a long yep, time. Yep, Skittles
1: keeps you guessing. Get your head on a swivel.
0: All right, so again, uh, the first round, Ebo going with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups with the number one overall pick. Nelson taking Kit Kat with the second pick, and I'm going Skittles at number three. We'll get to rounds uh,
2: two and three coming Oof, up.
1: We got a couple reactions here from the peanut gallery on Twitch. Love Ebs says Kit Kat is way overrated. WTF, Nelson. You got booed. Did anyone
2: think that you Love You got
1: e- booed like you Roger Goodell. <laughs> Boo!
2: Did anyone think that Love Ebe's was going to like Kit Kat no matter what? or whatever candy bar I take, Love I feel Ebes. like they'll hate any Love of
1: them. Love Eves are you a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup fan? And then uh, Swamp Rat says, Nelson coming from left field. Unbelievable.
0: I mean, I, I would say, I mean, it's a top, It's a like Mel said, he had him late in the
2: first round. It's got to be the jingle. So
1: he was a, high on our board. It's got to be the jingle. Is it the jingle, Nelson? Break me off a piece
0: of that. Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, no, that,
4: that jingle. <laughs> oh, that's the other jingle.
0: Chad, welcome to the Joe and Evo show. <laughs> good
4: morning, boys. What's up, What's Good. Up, What's up, brother? I got the I got the Steve Nash, the Michael Red of all time picks for Halloween candy: peanut butter Twix with a chocolate cookie inside. Whoa, way, whoa, way, whoa, super whoa! Dark whoa. Work. No, that, that's
0: like the bull, bull pick. Like you didn't yeah, see it coming. That one's
4: that one's a that one's a, that one's a uh, that's a with with the, with that's a project the right
0: there. Yep. Oh That's no! Like, that, that, Nelson would call that the Rashawn Gary draft pick of candy drafts.
4: <laughs> no, it's delicious. It's got the cookie crunch, plus it's chocolate cookie, plus it's got peanut butter. It's got everything you can want. Yeah, Chad, that
2: definitely wouldn't promise. be Rashawn Gary because that sounds quite versatile.
4: <laughs> yeah, <it's> oh, <good. laughs> <laughs> no, it's delicious. But number oh, one boy. overall has to be Reese's, followed up by Snickers. And if if Three Musketeers shows up anywhere in the first eight to ten rounds, someone's someone's going nuts in there.
1: You said the Three Musketeers. Disgusting.
4: What? Uh, oh, excuse me? Really? Yes. Terrible. Milky Way, way above. way above. Well, yeah, the,
1: the, car- the caramel is where it's at. one of the Milky Way. Come on, yes. Chad.
4: An- another one that's a, a, a dark horse. Oh Henry, with just a Henry.
0: Now this reminds me of
1: a Seinfeld episode.
4: Well, here's Chad. Yep. I'll throw
0: this one at you. I was yep. watching this. My kids had never seen it, uh, and we we were doing Halloween movies over the weekend, and I had to get you know kid friendly Halloween movies. So we went with Beetlejuice, and I did the. Hey, hey you want a egg nut bar? And I have yep. ordered a <laughs> – I found them on Amazon because, of course, what can you find? I found a 12-pack of Zagnut bars that I ordered on oh, Amazon. Wow. I believe they're out for delivery today. So that means that I'm going to christen my kids for Halloween with a Zagnut bar. I They'll probably yeah. hate
4: it, but, That's I mean, true. who doesn't love, doesn't love peanut butter
0: happened. and coconut? Come on. All
4: right. Yeah. All right, boys. Enjoy the snowy Halloween. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Chad.
0: Uh, I mean, oh, Henry, Chad. I mean, I love it, Chad. But, yeah, that if, if you guys think Rashawn Gary was a reach at 12 – I mean, Rashawn Gary's like, you know, that's like Lawrence Taylor at 12 compared to, I, Chad, I can't get down with an old Henry Bars. A an old Henry Bars
1: but... is like an undrafted
0: free agent. Yeah. That, that, yeah, That's Donald Driver that you hope turns into a Hall <laughs> yeah. of Famer someday. That's, that's a someone that Ted Thompson Bar Oh, old Henry, Henry Bars would have been a generational talent in the 90s. We yep. are also in round two of the, uh, the candy draft. You're on the clock. Do you have a pick, Ebo?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, is the pick in? The pick is in. All right. With the 4th pick in the candy draft, number 2 going to Ebo, I choose peanut M&Ms. See my theme here, in my team? Chocolate and peanut butter or peanuts. Peanut M&M with my second pick.
0: Well, I gotta say, Todd, it's not a terrible pick. I mean, who doesn't love M&M's? I gotta say, though, a bit surprising that the traditional plain M&M's are on the board. Ebo going with peanut M&M's over the traditional M&M's. I don't hate the pick, but I did have plain M&M's rated higher on my big board. I think Evo may be missing a little value with the plain M&M's, but still a solid pick. A day one pick peanut M&M's. Gotta have to
1: disagree with you there, uh, Mel. When it comes to the peanut M&M's, it's versatile, can do a lot of things. It's got the chocolate, it's got the peanuts. It's versatile. I like the pick.
0: Uh, all right, Nelson, do you have your uh, second-round pick ready to go?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with... The... Uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. Is the pick in? It is in.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the phone for 20 minutes. All right.
0: Go ahead, Nelson. Your second-round draft uh, pick is?
2: Twix. Ooh. I'm taking Twix. I'm taking another another candy bar that comes in, two. The only candy with the cookie crunch.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think Nelson. A lot of people thought Ebo Nelson maybe taking a reach with the Kit Kat in round one, but I really like the Twix. It's a, certainly a top five overall pick. Measured out great at the combine, had an All American type season. I think Twix is a solid, solid pick. Nelson getting a great value here with the Twix bar, the caramel, the cookie, the chocolate crunch. A solid second round pick for Nelson.
1: No, I got to ask you, man, falling and falling fast, sipping a lot of water like Johnny Manziel in the draft that one year. Snickers, what is going through the the mind of snickers right now as they fall in this year's draft
0: well again as you see this all the time we talked about aaron Rodgers, a brady quinn at the back i remember a couple years ago uh with the quarterback uh geno smith who ended up being a second round pick i mean snickers is having a fall hopefully we'll see them come off the board here soon
2: they're just not themselves when they're hungry
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right i will close out the second round here I mean, Ebo, you bring up a good point with Snickers still on the board, and I do love a Snickers. Uh, but the wait continues in the green room. I will close out the second round. A lot of people think this is the yin to Snickers yang, and I am a caramel guy. I will close out the second round with a Milky Way. Whoa! I'm taking Milky Way to close out the second
4: round.
1: Milky Way? I got to say, that might be a reach in the second round, going from Milky Way. Kind of soft, kind of soft in the inside.
0: You guys Nelson did I you don't like the pick Milky Way?
2: Oh, I I actually considered it. Had I, I had a lower pick, I might have uh, drafted him. I, I mean, Evil, I got to
0: disagree respectfully. I mean, who doesn't love caramel and that creamy nugget? and of course you got the chocolate bar against Snickers, probably the more recognizable name. <laughs> this is a bit of a, you know, a boomer bus pick by Joe here Milky Way. I had him as a third maybe fourth round pick. We'll see if uh, Milky Way is a reacher to get the second round. Oof, wow,
1: this is shaping up to be a hell of a draft right here. Snickers just sweating it out, Starburst sweating it out. Mm. All right, wow. so
0: Peanut M and M's, Twix, and Milky Way, your second round picks. All right, are you ready? Uh, is your pick in, Ebo? My pick is in. Yes. All right, round three. Again, this is the Joe and Ebo Halloween candy draft. Round one, uh, the number one overall pick, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kat, and Skittles were your first round picks. Second round picks: Peanut M and M's, Twix. And Milky Way. Uh, oh, we have news here. All right, the pick is in, Evo, You have the. Uh, you are on the clock. Your first pick of the third round is what?
1: <sighs> this is gonna. Uh, okay, this is gonna ruffle little feathers, I think. But a lot of versatility here. A lot of upside here. Nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger.
0: In with my third pick. Give me the butterfinger. Butter It was on a lot of people's big boards. I got to say, I don't mind the pick. Butterfinger, of course. Who doesn't love Bart Simpson and the Simpsons? Nobody lay a finger on my Butterfinger, Ebo. Crispity, crunchity, peanut butter and chocolate. I mean, if you're going to take a Reese's peanut butter cup with a number overall pick, I certainly think Butterfinger. I don't think it's a stretch at all. I think a solid pick here in the third round by Ebo with the Butterfinger. Nelson, what do you think? Oh. Of course he's not. He's on the clock. Oh, he's, hi, not, he's not even paying attention. Nelson, you're on the clock. For, are you going to do a Minnesota Vikings? i got for- like
2: 15 minutes if I'm on the clock. Are
0: you going to forfeit your pick like the Vikings did?
2: No, but I am going to take.
0: Uh, uh, is the pick in? Yeah, it's in. <laughs> Was Cindy excited? I don't know if you just heard, Nelson. Ebo uh, took Butterfinger with the first pick of the So he drafted
2: round. one of the Packers receivers?
0: <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, might as well have taken a
2: Kumro bar. I'm also going to take Come a project on. here. Butterf- F- oh, oh,
1: Butterfigure is not a project.
2: I'm taking a project. I'm going to go with the Three Musketeers because, like, What? Boo! Oh,
4: boo! oh, my God. Because I
2: like mean, boo! three Musketeers. Three boo! Musketeers in the third round. I'm getting three players here for one. Wow. And think about this who does this sound like that the Packers drafted? Pretty tough on the outside, but soft as hell on the inside. That's like a Rashawn Gary no! pick that I got in the third round.
4: No! So you're
0: banging on Rashawn Gary as a first-round pick, yet you're going to go – you could have had three Musketeers in the 27th round, and you reach in the third round for the three Musketeer. Wow. That's a reach. That is a reach. I'm building the dynasty reach? here. Reach. <laughs> that Heilprin. is a terrible pick, Nelson. Oh, my goodness. All right, I, I will close out the third round oh,
1: here. Oh, love Eep says has t- Nelson's drafting like Ted Thompson.
2: Well, I could draft uh, Love Eve's three favorite candies and he'd still talk poop to me.
0: <laughs> uh, Ebo, I thought maybe Butterfinger tadpiped, but I think it's a solid pick. I think it's a right about right Butterfinger third round Nelson. That's a terrible pick. I will let you guys know the free fall is over with my third round selection, the ninth overall pick in the 2019 Joe and Ebo Halloween candy draft. I am taking the Snicker bar. <laughs>
1: Snickers wow, is off finally. the board. Snickers had a big fall from Grace. I'm glad you could take them. Ooh, I just thought of something. D-Bag of the Week, because we don't have any yet. It just dawned on me. Nelson. No, not Nelson. Uh, it's what um, Swamp Rat said on Twitch. He says, Nelson's looking like Baker Mayfield out here. Yeah, Did you deep. guys see yeah. yesterday, Baker Mayfield became unhinged yeah. Yeah. as a reporter was asking yeah. him questions. Baker Mayfield like, gave him this weird look. Are you? Sure this is the dumbest question you could ever ask. And he stormed out of the press
0: conference. Give me Baker Mayfield for D-Bag of the Week. Yeah, you got it. You just made the I list. I totally agree with that. So we got uh, the fight. Uh, with Embiid and Carl Anthony and now Baker Mayfield as their nominees. And uh, by the way, Mel uh, had this to say on the uh, Snicker pick. Uh, he was number two on my big board. I think the fall is over. A certainly a surefire first-round draft pick, but who cannot love Snickers? Why wait? You're certainly not you when you're hungry. I think Joe's team is set up. That's a franchise cornerstone pick. I love the Snicker bar in the third round.
1: Yeah, Snicker Bar. That's you're gonna be very, very happy with that one right there.
0: Uh, I cannot believe that I got Snicker Bar in the third round. So again, recapping round three: Butterfinger, Three Musketeers, and Snickers. All right, Ebo's on the clock. We'll get to round four coming up. Also, our Packer Insider and uh, more. Of the real trick-or-treat question, and that's sports gambling. What is going on with this point spread with Green Bay and the Chargers? Do
1: you guys like my uh, nomination for
0: Baker Mayfield? I love, of the week? I love it. Uh, I love it. Nelly? You I watch can't the video, right? I can't stand the Browns hype.
1: No, you
2: agree with that? I kind of like it.
1: You like, May- you like Baker? Like, the stupidest question you could have. And then he well, I mean, runs away?
2: Reporters... A lot of times, do ask stupid questions where you're gonna get either basic answers or the answer you already knew that you were gonna hey, get.
1: Baker Mayfield really wanted the spotlight when everything was going good and everyone was picking the Browns to win the Super Bowl. But when the going gets tough, what does Baker Mayfield do? He runs away like a little baby.
0: Uh, are you Ebar? Are you uh, are you ready for round four? I'm. Um, I am ready for round all four. All right, we yes. are uh, the uh, Joe and Ebo Halloween candy draft. If you miss round three, some fireworks in round three. Ebo with a real solid pick to start us round with Butterfinger. Nelson went off the rails with three Musketeers, and then I took what a lot of people thought might be the number one overall pick. It fell all the way to the third round, Snickers. So again, Butterfinger, three Musketeers, Snickers. Ebo, uh, you have the you are on the clock. Is the uh, is the pick in?
1: The pick is in. All right, with my pick, I'm going to go with. I did a lot of things when it comes to chocolate and peanut butter, and I'm going to stick with the same thing. What? Give me Reese's Pieces for my pick. Reese's See the theme going Pieces. Here? We're built on chocolate, we're built on peanut butter, and we're going to take it all, baby. Uh, again, and they're the cold. F- <laughs> you put them in the freezer, and then you eat them after you put them in the freezer for a while.
0: A solid grouping. It comes from that pedigree of the Reese's coaching tree. I like the pick. Reese's Pieces. Who doesn't love the movie E.T.? Your favorite extraterrestrial made it popular in the early 80s. It's a convenient candy. You can eat it small. You can eat a bag of it. I think a solid, versatile pick. A two-way player here. Reese's Pieces. I think a solid pick here by E.B.O. to start out the fourth round. I like Reese's Pieces.
1: you can really tell what I Like
0: for my team and my candy, can't you? (laughs) You definitely build like a chocolate and peanut butter foundation. You're really trying to build that team from the front up, people. I like what you're doing here with this draft strategy tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. uh, Nelson is the pick in. Yes. All right. Hang on.
2: Go ahead. So, in my opinion, the first three rounds, I went out and got some studs. You know, now you always need the badasses on your team. You need those dogs. Give me someone that's going to hit someone. I need a Crunch Bar.
1: Oh, Crunch Mm. Bar again! Crunch Bar?
2: Like Nestle
1: Crunch? What are you, eighty years old?
2: (laughs) Hard hitter. We got to get some Werther's
1: <laughs>
0: Originals coming up, too? <laughs> uh, well, uh, Ebo a lot of people questioning Nelson's draft strategy. I think, again, the Kit Kat, not a terrible pick in round one, maybe a bit high. I had Kit Kat as a second-round pick, but, again, three Musketeers and now Crunch Bar. I think these are day three picks. Nelson's taking day one picks on day three. Tail, and I got to question the draft strategy right now by Team Nelson.
1: Crunch Bar. You are the Ted Thompson of this today, dude.
0: Crunch bar. <laughs> uh, Nelson, you want to, I mean, it just solid. I mean, any any other defense? I mean, is it, does, put it this way, Nelson, does does a crunch bar fall in this category?
2: In a perfect world, you'd, you'd, you'd be able to draft and develop and keep your
0: own players. I think a crunch bar is a definite draft and develop type draft pick.
2: I'm just sending him out there for a hard hitter. He is going to hurt your team. A heck of a football man.
0: All right, so Ebo, uh, going with Reese's pieces, Nelson with a Nestle Crunch bar. I'm getting a lot of blowback that um, I'm drafting
1: the same position here. All
0: right, I will, uh, I will finish out round number four here. I do love chocolate, but I I, I mean, I I got that, the the, the true sweet tooth, and it was evident by my first round pick in Skittles, uh, Evo. I'm going to keep that theme. Uh, First, they're a little bit sour, then they finish up sweet. How can you not have the Sour Patch Kids as a day one draft pick? I considered Sour Patch Kids with my first overall draft pick. I could not pass on Snickers. Too much value in the third round, but I'm rolling with Sour Patch Kids. To close out round number oh, four. Oh, you stole
2: mine. You oh, stole disgusting. it. disgusting. You guys stole are it. definitely going after some soft players. Sour Patch Kids? Dude, disgusting. You're going,
1: guys, they're in the prime in their 40s and 50s. <laughs> 1950, like, those are the prime of the crunch bar.
0: <laughs> You got some old
1: decrepit candy out there.
0: I, I think the I think the Sour Patch Kid guys again, Ebo. I think you said it best. I think it's an underrated candy. It's starting to really become popular with a younger age group. I think there's a good you know a good mix there of flavors. I think first you get that little hit of sour, but it always finishes with that nice candy finish. I think a solid good pick. I think that's a week one starter, a Sour Patch Kid.
2: <laughs> so we're getting messages that are coming in and says, "Please stop, Joe, and whatever that Mel impression is." <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? That's not me. All right, so, so we you know, Mel Kuiper Jr. Is sitting right here. Isn't he on mic Four, Ebo? I mean our Twitch cameras don't yeah. are on mic Four. That's, I don't Mel, know what you're, Mel's you're talking Mel's here. About. Thank you. Mel's here. Go
1: ahead. No, i was just say like trick or treat, I was talking about I was thinking about the Packers. Packers and Chargers.
0: What's that Twitter poll at? By the way, speaking of it, well, while we have a couple minutes, well, we're going to get back to uh, the game at, show. You said three, right? It's at three. It hasn't moved. It hasn't even moved from three. I thought it'd be at like five and a half by so now. So Packers are favored
1: by three of the Chargers right now. Is it a trick or a treat? Seventy five percent going with treat. I think it's a total treat. Everything is going in line with the Packers to win this game. I don't. I don't see what what favors the Chargers. They don't. Not, it's not even a home game for them. I know it's in L. A. Seventy percent Packer fans.
0: Um. Man, it, it just. Um, it's a treat. Nelson, Nelson I, uh, says it's a trick. But I, I only say it's a, and I only would agree with Nelson because it's too obvious. It's like way too obvious. But I think I got to vote treat. I mean, I i said, t- look, if I'm going to put out on the daily actions when it's my lock of the century, then I got to double down and yeah, vote yeah, in this, yeah, in this Twitter poll. All right. you. All right. It, whoa, it is a treat. Oh. See that? You get excited! Yeah, I'm excited, man. Candy and betting—it's like two of my isms.
1: Oh, we got a tweet here real quick. I think you like Joe. Our guy Two Toes Jones. What a Tommy! He says, "Rowdy Razor—that's Nelson over there—going with the Trash Three Musketeers over a Snickers is enough proof for me that his 3.6 at lacrosse was just a pipe dream."
0: Yeah, we—you know—we're we, going to get back. to I, I think Nelson. There's only one thing I can do to sum up that Three Musketeer pick in the third round. I don't know how this came to be. But it was a e yikes kind of worst day.
1: pick. Uh, the Three Musketeers by Nelly or the Crunch Bar?
0: I mean, the Crunch Bar. I at least that was it was on my draft board. It was probably about a ninth. I didn't even have Three Musketeers on my draft board. I mean, Nelson, you could have picked that up as an undrafted free agent, for God's sakes. I just I don't I don't know. I'm trying like Evo I people mean, it, are it cri- just candy. I Some guess. are criticizing your draft strategy, but at least you have a pat. I understand what you're doing. You're you're going with a, a a chocolate and peanut butter theme. Evo
2: can't win with ten kickers. Um, I
1: got 10 Hall of Famers, bro.
0: I just, man, I'm trying to figure this one out. All right, 608-321-1670. We're going to get back to the hit new game show. Do you want to go see Lacrosse? We have tickets for the Badger basketball home opener tomorrow night at the Kohl Center. You want to win, you got to play our trivia game and answer a Nelson-inspired trivia question. We will set you up with a pair of tickets to tomorrow night's game. We have one open phone line, 608 321 sixteen seventy six oh eight three two one sixteen seventy. Mike, welcome to the Joan Ebo show.
5: Hey good morning guys. Uh happy Halloween. I I you know I'm in my mid fifties, but as a kid growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, there was a there was a family, Mr. and Mrs. Wing. No, they were not Asian, but their last name was Wing, like a bird's wing. Mm-hmm. And they were meticulous about their lawn. And uh we used to uh you know we kind of just cross over, we get off the school bus, stop right on the corner and they, and he'd yell and all that stuff. So we, we TP'd their house, you know. a <laughs> boy, <Attaboy, laughs> Mike. You got it. Well, well, then we went trick-or-treating there, and the lady gave caramelized onions. What? To us. what? Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, she gave out caramelized onions to us specifically. Um, she knew who we were when we came there. My, my buddy Paul bit into it, and he just spit it out. He's like, oh, my God. So a week later, we ended up egging their house, and we got caught. We were only in eighth grade, and... Um, the parents—we uh, all to go to the police department and all that stuff because we egged her house and and uh, the neighbor reported seeing it as a witness and all uh, it was you know crazy stuff you do as a kid. But that brings back Halloween memories, guys. Uh, caramelized onions—like caramelized, what,
1: what, like in a pan, or like they put caramel on them? No, no, like
5: caramel. Like a <laughs> caramel apple. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean caramel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that anymore. Like, I,
0: car- I caramelize onions like butter <laughs> Who doesn't like- love caramelized right. onions on your burger or yeah. your steak? Come what are you were like just caramel. given a delicacy. Like
1: caramel was on an onion?
0: Yeah, yeah. She
5: put a car on it. She <laughs> put a stick in it and put nuts on it and everything. <laughs> That's, just-
1: funny. <laughs> uh,
5: That's funny. Oh, yeah. But, guys, I got to tell you. I was up in Wisconsin. I was a sales rep for a um, editorial supply company out of um, Chicago area in Rockford. And, I'm not, this is no kidding. Okay. So I went to this massage. It's a, it's a health. I'm not going to name it. It's a wellness center up in Wisconsin, but they, the lady that owns the facility sister works for the green Bay Packers. She's a massage therapist for the team. Okay. And I was just like, wow, this is great guys. You know, uh, we're having a great year and all that. Every, the, luck, the ball's cool. bouncing in our way and all that stuff. And she says, well, I could tell you right now, I, I speak to all the players. And she said, Aaron Rodgers, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, he's going to retire after he wins. Because apparently, and I'm not kidding you, he's had a couple of concussions, and he sees what's happening to the other players. And, I, guys, I'm not, I'm not saying this is legitimate, but the lady showed me crap loads of photos and tweets, and she's in communication. This woman did not lie to me. So she said that he says if he wins at all, he's going to hang it up. So let me ask you guys, if he does we win this year. Is it worth getting a Super Bowl if he hangs it up?
0: That's a great question. I'm just happy, Mike. When you started talking about massage parlor, I thought that direction that was going to go in a totally different direction. I'm I'm glad there wasn't a happy ending story there. Thank you for that. Um, would I trade Aaron Rodgers' retirement for a Super Bowl? God, that's a great question. Wow. Um, I mean, I want a Super Bowl. Oof. Don't really want Aaron Rodgers to retire. I would though. say yeah, I would say no because th- at least when Favre retired, you I mean, I nobody knew what Aaron Rodgers was gonna be, or when Favre left the Packers. Well, I guess he did technically retire first, but they they, they at least they had a replacement plan. I I don't think Tim Boyle so I I don't man, that's a great question, uh, Mike. I would say no. I would not trade a Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers to retire after this year.
1: Yeah, I would I, well, I mean, I want a Super Bowl though.
0: It's a great question. in Super the Super Bowl and we'll figure it out. Yeah, I ca- I want ca- the Super Bowl. Put that in the future file. Great, uh, great question, uh, Mike. Do you have your latest draft pick ready to go, Ebo? Um, yes, I do. All right, we are doing the uh, official Joe and Ebo Halloween candy draft. Uh, some fireworks in the last couple rounds, mostly at the hands of Nelson, who has gone with three musketeers and Nestle Crunch bars. I gotta think both of those, Ebo, could have been undrafted free agents. Definitely, right? those are trash. All right, Ebo starts out the fifth round. Is the pick
1: in? The pick is in. Uh for my fifth round pick, I'm going with something that's on the chocolate vein, but also very chewy. I've lost a few teeth in it in my youth, and I love them now as eat them with popcorn at the movie theater. Give me milk duds.
0: Oof,
2: I like it.
0: Milk duds. Did, did, Nelson, did you say we had a Mel Kuiper Jr.? Should we turn on can you turn on Mel's mic?
2: Yep, he's he's on.
0: I tell you what, Ebo, you said it right there. It was a movie theater. I was just at the movies. I went and saw that great movie, The Joker, two weeks ago. Had some popcorn, had some milk duds, a very versatile candy, chocolate and caramel, two of the staples of American confection, mixed yep. to one. I think this is a great pick. Certainly some value here in round five, a solid pick there, Ebo, with the, mil- with the milk dud.
1: I can't believe it's still on the board there in the fifth round.
0: Uh, Give right. me that. Uh, Nelson, do you have your pick in? I can't even imagine it's where in. you're going now. All it's right. in. It's going to be some trash. What is this going to be?
2: So, I mean, we went with our rough rider, our hard hitter, and the crunch bar last round. So we got to kind of go with the fruity wide receiver. We're going to go with starburst. It's like the Odell Beckham. Oh, man. I just got uh, the fruity. one. I just got. <laughs> that was I, I, right,
0: Mel, no, a really good pick. That me, was a good pick. That was a great pick, Nelson. I, I, Mel Kuiper's speechless. I, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> All right, my pick is in. Uh, also, a staple of not just Halloween candy, American candy. One of the first. Uh, I mean, this. This people say one of the 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 tide of World War II was turned when this company began sending its chocolate bars to the European battlefront. How can you not have the Hershey bar, the original American candy bar? Give me a break. The Hershey bar will close out round five.
1: That's got to be like your quarterback. That's the all-American quarterback right there. Got him in a little bit of later of a round, a little bit of a project. But he's basic, he's good, he's a consistent, and he will be your future starter. And you uh, hope he doesn't get the squirts. <laughs> <laughs> Under
0: pressure. Then we got a guy that follows him on Green as Hershey squirts. Hey, Rob, help me out. You, you've been known to place the occasional wager for entertainment purposes only, as I have. We put this up on a Twitter poll today in honor of Halloween. Is it a trick or a treat that Green Bay is only a three-point favorite? I would have thought they'd be at least a touchdown favorite. I feel like Vegas is trying to trap me here. But I can't see a scenario where they're not at least three points better. What's your takeaway on the spread? All right.
3: Well, I, I was going to give you my my prediction on the game at the
0: end, Joe. But, but <laughs> I didn't even
3: I didn't even check the line. I was going to go 27-24. Oh so, Robbie! For, for Green Bay. Um, and guys, by the way, didn't I call last week thirty twenty four? and it ended 31.
0: So. you're on you're 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 very good at this this prediction I'm, thing, Mr. Rice. I'm
3: I'm on a hot streak and and I gave you 41-10 in the Badger game and it was 38-7. So, um I I only wish I would have followed my own advice and played some heavy wagers on both those games last week. Um No, I I I don't think it's a I I don't think it's a stretch at all, guys, to think this is going to be a field goal game coming down the stretch again. Um San Diego I, I keep calling them San Diego. Los Angeles um, its it, it season is on the line. They, they've obviously made wholesale changes, firing their offensive coordinator. They they understand it's kind of now or never. Now, I, I was just telling Nelson. I think a huge chip in this game that um you know we'll, we'll hear a lot about and, and and rightfully so is that Packer Nation is going to take over that stadium. It sounds like it's going to be like 70%, 70, yeah. Seventy, thirty, eighty, twenty even um, and and it's already a tiny little, little stadium of what, 25,000 or something. So you're talking 20,000 of the fans and they are going to be, you know, screaming for the green and gold. It's going to feel like, um, you know, a college road game in a tiny stadium for the, for the chargers. I mean, how ridiculous is that? But, but guys, I, I I think they're going to run the ball effectively. I I think that's one of the things you'll see change with the, with the coordinator change. I think Anthony Lynn will, will hammer the ball all day now with Gordon and, and Eckler, and you guys know Green Bay can't stop the run. They, you know the Chargers are going to try to keep the ball, thirty-six, thirty-eight minutes, and keep it away from Rodgers. And and they might have the people to do it, guys. They're they're getting a little bit healthier. You, you look up and down their roster, guys. They they have high-level players at seven, eight, nine positions. I mean, they really do. The quarterback, the running back, the left tackle, both of their defensive ends. I mean, it's it, it's a good football team. Keenan Allen. I mean, up and down there's no reason they've struggled out of the gates like they have no I and you guys have watched Green Bay all year I mean home Minnesota home Detroit at Kansas City I mean that they're not pulling away from most of these people until late if at all I mean these are these are nail-biter finishes and um, and I think that's how it's still going to be for a little bit um, Green Bay's trending upward no doubt about it but but I don't think they're good enough to beat the majority of teams in the league by two or three scores guys I I, I think they're just doing enough to find a way to win, and, and I, I expect Sunday's game to be another grinder that, that might come down to a Mason Crosby field goal late.
1: Well, Robbie, does, do you think Devontae Adams is going to play, and how big of a boost is that, even though if he's still suffering a little bit from that lingering turf toe?
3: I, I every week I get asked this, either by you or some <laughs> other places, and, and I keep saying no until, until they show me. I, I keep saying they're going to bring him back after the bye, just based on their history and conservative nature. Uh, of the training staff with various players. Um, You know, we had a chance to talk to Adams yesterday, and, you know, he did kind of say, uh, I think the ball's in his court a little bit more than it's been in the past and what he can play and fight through. Um, And I I think they've almost hit a point, medically, guys, where there's not a whole lot more they can do for him. It's it's a pain threshold. It's a pain tolerance thing. But I think they're also going to be... We need you in Week 18 when when the playoffs get here. And... Are we better off sitting you this game, sitting you the Carolina game, giving you the bye week, and then bringing you back for what? What would that be? Week twelve, I guess. When I mean potentially, they could they could be ten and one, nine and two, something like that. Still in the hunt for everything that they want to achieve and accomplish this year. And, and now you're adding, in essence, a high first round draft pick who uh, who immediately can give you six, seven, eight catches a game. I, I just I think they're going to be conservative, Ebo. Um, they, they're going to keep saying game time decision, which they've said the last two or three weeks. And um, I guess I would be, I guess I would be surprised if if he does play Ebo because I I think they've got their eye on on the big picture rather than just week nine. Yeah. And um, now if if, if if there's if they've come to a decision though, Ebo medically where there's absolutely no difference in bringing him back in week nine or week twelve. Um, then, then sure, go ahead and play him. I guess, but but if another three weeks of, of rest can really help him, and my guess is it will, um, then I then I think long term you're better off keeping him sidelined another couple of games because you've now proven you can win without him.
0: Visiting with our packer insider, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. So then the the follow up to the follow up, Robbie, is trade deadline come and goes yesterday. Uh, Packers don't make a move. Uh, your your final takeaway from that, I mean, that the comeback as Ebo and you just said is look, you're undefeated without Devontae Adams why would you have made a move? The comeback to that comeback is New England and San Francisco are both undefeated and they went out and got significant wide receivers. What's your takeaway on the non-roster move yesterday by Green Bay?
3: Yeah, um, I, I didn't like it to be honest with you, Joe. I, I still think they're a piece or two away on defense. I, I think this offense, and we, we said it from from the start of the Matt LaFleur era, guys, that, that the offense would get better through the course of the year and, and that's kind of coming to fruition and and that's even without Adams. You've seen them jump from 20 points a game roughly the first month to 33 the last month. I mean, they're they're trending upward in a big way on offense. But, guys, you, you've seen it on defense. I mean, the defense kind of carried the day early in the year, but the teams are finding soft spots and weak spots. I think they could have used another defensive lineman, another inside linebacker. I don't think he would have had to break the bank. I mean, the guy I had circled was Derek Wolf, the defensive end in Denver. Um, who I think would have been a major upgrade from Montrevious Adams. But, you know, at the end of the day, Brian Gutekunst still he learned from Ted Thompson. He's got a lot of Ted tendencies, and he wants to see Adams develop. It's, it's his guy. They they want to see Montrevious Adams uh, become the player they believe and that, that he can be. And if they added a defensive end, let's say like Wolf out of Denver, who's a Super Bowl champion, he's got 25 career sacks, a really good football player, um, you know, a, a you know, a, a similar player to Dean Lowry and, but probably a slight bit better. So now you're talking, you know, Lowry Wolf, Kenny Clark. And I, I think that front would have posed a lot more problems for people than the one they, they possess right now with, with Montrevious Adams. So I would have liked to see him do that. But, you know, again, that, I, I, you you need two to dance and you never know what Denver's asking in that situation. You you never know what anybody else around the league is is demanding for a certain player you might like. But the guys is as you look ahead to the playoffs, San Francisco and New Orleans both run the ball extremely well. They could play keep away from Rodgers uh, in a in a playoff game and, and I think that could be problematic. I mean, Green Bay still giving up almost five yards to carry guys on the ground and you know, you're gonna you're gonna see this in a few weeks too when they go When they go up to Minnesota, Minnesota, I'm sure learned some lessons in week two. Coming to Green Bay, letting Cook run wild all day, and then at the end of the game, when it mattered most, they made the foolish mistake of putting the ball in Cousins' hands. That won't happen again. They'll they'll hammer away all day with Cook, and you know teams like that guys are going to give Green Bay fits. And um, you know I I think they needed to beef up their run defense a little bit. Um, And again, they they probably could have done it guys for a mid round draft pick, but. For whatever reason, it didn't happen, and um, now they move forward seven and one. They don't they don't have a lot to complain about. I mean, their warts and their needs, guys, compared to the average team in the league, are very minimal. But um, Super Bowl champions kind of fix everything that that that's potentially problematic on their team, much like the Patriots just did, guys. So. I, I do think um, I do think adding a piece there would have been a real a real boost for uh, for the for the Packers and certainly their defense.
0: Hey, before we get your prediction, you mentioned the NFC, and Evo and I had this discussion earlier in the week. And, and you look at how stacked it is, right, with with the Packers and the Saints and the 49ers Throw in even Seattle and Minnesota. I mean, do you think Rob is it going to be like this till the end, where the Packers every week have to win, not just to celebrate a win, just to, to keep pace, or do you think they'll eventually? be some separations, and we all obviously hope it's not Green Bay. I mean, do you think a couple of these teams fall by the wayside, or do you think this is setting up to be where, you know, 11, 12, 13 wins might not even be enough to get home field advantage?
3: Well, it might take 12 to win the division, guys, So we Minnesota's playing, and, and that'll obviously get you, no matter what, a first-round playoff game. But in terms of a bye, Joel, you might be right. You might have to go 13-3 and because you look at the Saints at 7-1, and one, 49ers at eight and zero, right? Or are they seven and zero? Maybe. Um, you know, either way, they're unblemished. Um, a team, guys, that is, that is going to wind up getting home field, or at least a first round by the number one or the number two seed, is probably not going to have more than three losses. Now, now I think Green Bay's schedule shapes up incredibly favorably uh, for them. this was the stretch I thought was was really tricky. The four. Four road games in in five weeks. They already took care of Kansas City. They get in essence a home game now in Los Angeles. Then they come home for Carolina. Then they get a bye. Um, you know, so I I think it's shaping up pretty well for Green Bay. Um, but but Joe, to answer your initial question, I don't think a lot of these teams are going away. I I think we've seen some separation already, and it's only going to become more magnified and intensified here over the next the next two months. I think there's a real gap between the. The haves and the have nots. I think San Francisco, New Orleans, Minnesota, like you mentioned, Green Bay, um are clearly the class of the conference. Seattle is is very dangerous just because of the quarterback. They find a way to win every twenty four, twenty three game out there. Um and Dallas I still think can make some noise. I think Philadelphia is flawed. Um I don't think they're the same team they were in twenty seventeen. But 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 I do definitely think there's a gap guys at the top three four five and and they're gonna pull away so if, if and I talked to Tremont Williams about this quite a bit guys yesterday just if Green Bay is going to get home field if Green Bay is going to get a bye it certainly looks like it's going to take 12 or 13 wins this year
0: all right you called it uh you said at the beginning of the segment the last two weeks you've almost pegged it to the point uh, Rob Reichels the Fisher Packer game day prediction is what
3: well, I didn't know the line was three, and I hate to
0: be the guy who falls right on the line. So I'm going to change
3: that earlier, twenty-seven, twenty-four. I told you. And I'm going to change it to twenty-eight, twenty-four. Green
4: Bay. There you go, gonna, Robbie!
3: We're, we're going to pick him to cover by the narrowest of margins, guys. But um, but I, like I said earlier, I, I do think this this is going to be a rock fight. I, I think the Chargers are going to do everything in their power to possess the ball 35 to 40 minutes in this game, keep it away from Rodgers and that offense. But... Um, Guys, the evolution here just just the emergence of Aaron Jones is one of the more remarkable stories I've seen in my 20 plus years uh, being around this team and it's uh, it's something we've screamed about on your show the last couple of years how the, how the previous head coach maybe hey. underutilized him. It's, it's a remarkable weapon that they found there and it's certainly utilizing him out of the backfield. I think at the end of the day, he's the difference in this football game again.
1: Aaron Rodgers changed the plays and didn't let McCarthy use Aaron no, Jones, Robbie. Stop it. Does Aaron Jones win another NFC Offensive Player of the Week award?
5: You
3: want to know what, Evo? Those are going to be fascinating questions in, a, in about two months that Mike McCarthy is going to answer uh, to, to, to potential uh, to teams with potential coaching openings.
0: Yeah, well, like Aaron Rodgers sabotaging. Hey, dress warm tonight for the kin. It's going to be 20 degrees for trick-or-treating, so dress warm, Reichel.
3: I will. I gotta. I gotta find a, a, a big, beefy Joe Miller costume to put on. I think. hell
0: yeah! Make sure you have extra large pants, double X in the <laughs> crotchal region.
1: A lot of parlay cards in there too.
0: Yep. Thank you, Robbie. Right. You guys
5: are the best. We'll see you soon. See you,
0: Here he is. Rob Packer our Packer Insider. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. He likes the Packers. <laughs>